because it's time for the NWO Orthopedic Sports Huddle from the Fricker Studios. Right now. Now. Right here on Classic Hits 96.7 WBVI, ESPN 1430 AM and 105.7 FM WFOB. The Sports Huddle is brought to you by NWO Orthopedics, Frickers, Warner Automotive, by Blanchard Valley Health System, Roto-Rooter, Big B Coffee, by Northwestern Water and Sewer, Wilson Tire, Grits, by MJ Brown Construction Company, Premier Bank, Campus Poly by Financial Design Insurance Agency, Snyder's Flooring Outlet, Ohio Automotive Supply, and by Seneca Millwork, Five Star Maintenance, and the Ropey Corporation. Three, two, one, let's hear it. Now, let's go live to Lance and Matt from the Fricker Studios for the NWO Orthopedic Sports Huddle. Welcome on in to this edition of the NWO Orthopedics Sports Auto here from the Frickers Studios. Yes, we on 1430 AM, 105.7 FM, WFOB, Classic Hits 96.7, Lance Morris here with you tonight for another Wednesday night. Thank you for making us a part of your Wednesday night. But no Matt with me tonight as I have Bart Wilson subbing in for Matt. Matt not feeling all that well. He hopefully will be back with us for our games the remainder of the week. But in the meantime, we have Bart joining us here in the Fricker Studios. Bart, how are we doing? I'm doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. Uh, an exciting time uh, for uh, for local sports here in Northwest Ohio. Getting closer to uh, tournament basketball for girls and boys, and as well as some uh, professional sports Super Bowl coming up. And uh, something special happening last night for the NBA. So I'm I'm excited to talk about everything. Lots of good stuff on tap for this edition of the NWO Orthopedics. Sports on here from the Fricker Studios. We'll talk with Fall Story ahead, boys basketball coach Tom Loomis. Fall Story coming off tough weekend with losses to Eastwood and Hopewell Loudon. They'll look to get back on track this weekend. They take on Lake and Van Buren. They also had four games over six days last week, so certainly played a role in their tough weekend as well. We'll hear from Coach Loomis in just a few minutes. We'll also talk with Colombian head boys basketball coach Travis Kinn. His team got two good wins over the weekend, beating Bellevue in their rematch and defeating Wayne Trace in the OG Classic. They'll play Vermillion and Finley this weekend. We'll hear from Coach Kinn a little later on in the show, and we'll, of course, preview the Super Bowl talk some NBA as Bart alluded to. And, Bart, we might not be at the Frickers in Finley. No. But there are plenty of daily specials to stop in for. Definitely plenty of daily specials. Uh, Monday is boneless frickin' chicken wings day. Tuesday is frickin' chicken wings day. Wednesday, uh, which is today, is their sirloin steak dinner. Thursday is their frickin' chicken chunks. And kids eat free all day, every day at Frickers. And, of course, pick up from the carryout window, dine-in, get delivery through DoorDash, the daily specials, all dine-in only. Download the Frickers app. Find them online at Frickers. Dot com and join us for our coverage of high school basketball over the next few days. Thursday, coverage of SBC River Girls Basketball. New Regal takes on Calvert. Matt Common, Tom Grind planning to have that one on Thursday on WFOB. And then Friday, more SBC River coverage. We'll flip to the boys' side for the very same matchup. Tiffin Calvert taking on New Regal. Matt Common and I hope to have that one on both of our stations on Friday. And then Saturday, we'll split off. Four games on both of our stations. We'll have Fall Astoria taking on Van Buren. That matchup will start around 5.15, 5.30 on Saturday night on WFOB. And then shortly after that on Classic Hits, we'll have coverage of Columbian as they play host to Finley. Could actually end up winding up as a preview of the district semifinals come postseason time as they are both in the same side of the bracket. Matt Brown and I will have that one for you Saturday around 7 o'clock on Classic Hits. 96.7, and so as many of uh, the listeners out there may know, uh, Bart, actually our producer for 
I say pretty much all the games we do <laughs> here on the stations. What's kind of from your perspective, you haven't got to see any of these no. teams, but just based on what you've heard uh, throughout the different games we've covered across the season, who, who uh, with the, I guess with the games we have coming up at least, who, what do you think uh, is going to happen in uh, maybe some of these games coming up? Well, I definitely, there's going to be a lot of good matchups coming up. Uh, definitely the new Regal Calvert game, especially we're going to be getting that coverage of the girls game tomorrow, and then we have the boys game on Friday. I don't know what could really come out of that game. Maybe Calvert has a little bit of an edge going into that game, but new Regal, you know, they got a good team. They both have very good teams, but take a look at Saturday too, Van Buren, uh, also a great basketball team. We'll see what happens there. I mean, we've been somewhat fortunate for some of these matchups the past few weeks. We've gotten really good games. Um, it's just we're in that final stretch now, and teams are either desperate to get a higher seed or they're just desperate to get into the tournament bracket. We're going to see a lot of these games just be all out, people fighting for their lives to get into the tourney. So it's going to be a good time. I'm excited about these matchups coming up. I mean, it's not with uh, the games we have this weekend, but the game we had last night, that is certainly how Old Fort came out against Hopewell because uh, going into that one, Hopewell had won nine in a row. I, I thought, you know... Not that I thought Old Fort was going to just roll over, but I thought Hopewell was going to win the game just based on how they've played, you know, the last month plus. And Old Fort pretty much from the get-go said, and not going to happen. Well, no, I, I wasn't expecting Old Fort to come out of the gate and literally throw a right hook to the jawline and knock him out right away with an 18-6 first quarter. And then so on and so forth, you know, Old Fort dominates over Hopewell Loudon. I mean, this Hopewell Loudon team, you said 9 game winning streak they've been dominant throughout all of their games they hit old fort you think okay this is gonna be a good game old fort's not too bad we'll see what happens it should be close yeah keyword close and it was the first time they played it was a six point game but it went i mean it was like three point three three four points the whole time the first time around yeah i i was i i i thought it was gonna be a close game instead old fort said hey you know what uh, they they drank that magic water from Space Jam. I swear to I swear they did. They definitely did. They had that magic water uh, because uh, and plus when you have Crease go out of the game early in the second quarter with three fouls already. Yeah. I mean Hope Aladdin was in foul trouble the whole time. Both both teams it ended up not playing a super role uh, against Old Fort, but with Crease getting three fouls early. Yarbrough got two fouls pretty quickly, too. I mean, those are two of their top five players. And, mm-hmm. you know, Elmore was able to pick up a little bit of that slack. But when when you're missing the 18-ish points a game you're getting from Evan Kreese, that's that certainly uh, is a big uh, big thing to overcome. Now, for Hope Loudon, I don't think you should be too down on yourselves for this performance. A lot of teams will have these kind of games where they come in and they're just flat for the whole game. You know, but it builds. I mean, I, I think every. I always say everything builds character, and I think this was one of those nights where it definitely builds character. It builds adversity, and I think this will make Hopewell Loudon a better team heading into the tournament because you know you're going to be going up against some difficult teams that teams you might not have seen, and also you just could, don't could, know could, what stride they're on. Could play hope or could play old for it again. Yeah, and they could definitely play old for it again at their first game. I mean, it would not. I mean. Talk about a revenge game. You know, they split the they split the series one to one, 
But I mean, the first game, you know, within six points, the second game, sayonara. I mean, old fort was already in Hawaii by the time the game was over. So, I mean, definitely this could be a revenge game for Hope All Loud and to say, hey, no, we're the dominant ones. We're the ones that can take you down. And yeah, I, if that happens, if everything goes the way it's supposed to go, uh, that's going to be a great first game matchup uh, this kick off the tournament. With that, we'll step aside for a quick time. When we come back, we'll talk with Tom Lewis, Faustoria, head boys basketball coach here on the NWO Orthopedics Sports Huddle from the Fricker Studios. It's 10 p.m. and oh shoot, you didn't make that appointment for your aching knee. Guess what? Northwest Ohio Orthopedics is making it easier for patients to schedule their appointments. Online scheduling is now available. Hop online and schedule right away with whatever day and time works best for you and your family. The new online scheduling benefit is available at all six NWO locations. Finlay, Tiffin, Fremont, Fastoria, Bluffton, and Bowling Green. NWO is always working to make things easier for their patients. Go online, schedule, and bam, done. Frickin' chicken chunks, frickin' chicken chunks, frickin' chicken chunks, frickin' chicken chunks. When there's no time to make food for your holiday party, carry out four pounds of frickin' chicken chunks for only $34.99. Give the gift that always fits a $25 Frickers gift card and get five frickin' bonus bucks free. Let them get what they really want. Hi, this is Dawn from the Classic Hits Morning Show, and I've just heard that not all roofs are created equal. Is that true? That is true, Dawn. It's solely dependent on the people installing it. Hi, folks. This is Matt from MJ Brown Roofing Construction Company in Tiffin, Ohio. We're a family-owned company that's been in business since 1936. We're a full-service roofing contractor that have been working on both residential and commercial roofs. So no matter what type of roof you want, we have the expertise and the crews needed to install and maintain your roof for years to come. Call 419-447-5864 for a free, no-obligation inspection and quote today. America, your children have an amazing superpower. That's right. They can help save lives by simply washing their hands. Just 20 seconds of thorough hand washing after they've coughed or sneezed or been outside can help fight against the dastardly spread of germs. Armed with only soap and water and hands, your superhero can protect you, your family, and everyone out there in America land. Amazing. Find out more at coronavirus.gov. A message from the CDC and the Ad Council. And by the caring employees of the Ropey Corporation. Welcome back on into this edition of the NWO Orthopedics Sports Tunnel from the Fricker Studios, ESPN 1430 AM, 105.7 FM, WFOB, Classic Hits 96.7 WBVI. Lance Morris, Bart Wilson here with you until 7.30. Saturday night we'll have coverage of the Vostory Redmond. They take a short trip down State Route 613 to take on Van Buren. Matt Kahn and Tom Grind have that one around 5.30 Saturday night on WFOB. We're now pleased to be joined by Fall Story Head Boys Basketball Coach Tom Loomis here in the Frickers Zoom Room. Coach, how you doing? I'm doing great, Lance. How are you today? I'm doing pretty good. Thank you again for uh, taking the time to talk with us. Very, very much appreciate that. Oh, you're very welcome. So for you guys in getting ready for this year, of course, had a handful of guys from last year's team that you needed to replace. So kind of getting going back to the summer, getting ready for this year. Uh, what was that process like for uh, for you and your team? Well, we had a really good summer. Um, we lost three key players from last year's team to graduation and Lakai Robinson and Zach Ward and Jared Durst. And so we worked really hard to, uh, to fill those spots. Um, but we had a great, great summer. Um, we went to the, Eastern Ohio basketball camp, which is always great competition. 
but it's also, you know, an overnight camp where the guys get to bond and really get to know each other, you know, because they're stuck together for three days, 24 hours a day around the clock. Um, and then we play in the Margareta Summer League, which is tremendous competition um, and then a couple of shootouts. So the guys spend a lot of time together um, as a team. And then we put in a ton of work individually as well. And, you know, that that's really starting to show with our young squad this year. And I've talked with a handful of coaches and players over the last few years. And for the teams that do go to that Eastern Ohio camp, it always is something that teams seem to love. And obviously there were a couple years where we didn't have it. So maybe that's a part of it as well. But what is it about it? Aside from, I mean, you mentioned that you're there for like three days, you know, no getting away from each other. But what, uh, I guess, what is it about that uh, experience that does make it as special as it has become? Well, Eastern Ohio camps run by Larry Huggins, who's brother of uh, Bob Huggins, the head coach at West Virginia. Um, and Larry was a, a player at Ohio State. So you've got a really good um, basketball background of the organization for the camp. But it's truly an old school camp. Um, most of the uh, most of the original courts there are outdoor asphalt courts. Um, now they have had a, added a, ni- a really nice indoor facility. Um, as well, because they used to have to uh, bus us out to uh, area high schools and, and gyms when we would get bad weather down there because you couldn't play the outdoor courts. Um, so they, they have upgraded those facilities a little bit, but you still spend the majority of your time um, sp- playing outdoors in the sun, in the heat, on the asphalt. And it is literally um, one of those things where you're going to play uh, like three mini games that last about 25 minutes each um, against an opponent and you play back to backs. Um, and you're, you no matter, there is no divisions like there is in high school basketball. So, you know, we match up against the the big schools, Olentangy Liberty uh, schools from Cincinnati, um, you know, and then small schools too. So the level of competition is, is intense and, um, you know, there's a lot of pride that goes into it, and then everybody wants to battle at the tournament and and, uh, and make their way through the, the brackets at the end, you know, to see just where you stack up against some really high-level competition. This is the NWO Orthopedics Sports Huddle from the Fricker Studios here talking with Fostoria Head Boys basketball coach Tom Loomis. And you've, of course, had some tough games throughout the season. Some of those you won, some of those you did not win. Kind of where would you say your team is as we're, you know, nearing the end of the regular season, about to get ready for postseason play, but not quite there. What's kind of your evaluation on where your team's at? Well, I, you know, I have my season-long stats in front of me, and um, – you know, we have uh, we've scored as a team 843 points. We've given up 868. We're averaging 49.6 a game, and we're only giving up 51.1, or I'm sorry, 49.6 per game, and we're giving up 51.1. So you can see that, you know, we've been we've been right there in a lot of games. Um, we played four games in six days last week due to. Uh, weather complications with and having to play Elmwood and Woodmore last Monday, Tuesday on a back-to-back and, and we won those. And then um, we, we played Eastwood at home on Friday night and we were leading uh, pretty much the entire game until the last 1.9 seconds. And then they hit a shot and uh, went up and uh, we ended up losing that one in just a really tough battle by one. Uh, we got a great look at, at, the, at the buzzer 
um, and, and just didn't knock that shot down. But, you know, when we know that when we're competing with, you know, schools that are, you know, above us in the league like Eastwood and, um, you know, losing by one, you know, was a, was a heartbreaker, but also for that to be the, uh, you know, the third game in five days, um, you know, that was a big, tough challenge. And for our kids to battle through and, and have a shot to win it like that, you know, it was really good. And then, um, you know, we lost to Genoa in overtime and, you know, we lost to Genoa up at their place by six, but it wasn't a six point game because we were within two um, in the last minute, but I had to foul to try and get the clock stopped. And um, so, I mean, we're, we've been right there. And so the record is, is kind of uh, not necessarily an indication of where we are, but, you know, I think we're certainly peaking at the right time. And you just mentioned it, but four games, six days, obviously where there were extenuating circumstances for that, but what do you even do as a coach to try and have your guys prepped for the amount of work that goes into playing four games in six days? How do you kind of approach that, you know, load for the kids? Well, we, I guess if you can call it a benefit, we had the benefit of, of having already played Woodmore. Um, the Elmwood game on Monday, because of their success in the football playoffs, um, that was the first time we actually played played Elmwood for the season. Um, so we were able to spend some time um, between the league game the previous Friday on Saturday, and then we came in on Sunday and uh, watched a lot of film, um, you know, try to take it easy on our guys' legs, but do a lot of mental reps and prep for, for Elmwood. Um, and then being able to flip flip it over and then just rely on what we had seen and, and done film-wise and things, what we had done with Otsego, the, or I'm sorry, Woodmore, the first game. Um, so that kind of helped that we, you know, we were playing somebody the second night of a back-to-back that we already, that we already knew pretty well. So that helped. But then on a Wednesday, Thursday, after two really, really physical NBC games, um, you know, we took it real easy physically and again, did a lot more film study and things like that. And, um, you know, we were ready for Eastwood, no doubt about it. Um, it just, you know, then Saturday night against Hopewell, we were just running on fumes and, and Hopewell's really good and we were just exhausted. So, yeah, that was, that was a monumental challenge and we knew that going in. This is the NWO Orthopedics Sports Auto from the Fricker Studios Classic Hits 96.7 WBVI ESPN 1430 AM 105.7 FM WFOB talking with Fostoria head boys basketball coach Tom Loomis and looking at your team your senior class they've they've now been together for the last few seasons of course a handful of those guys playing as very young guys for you what can you say about your seniors and what they've meant to the team this year? Well. We have two seniors who are are definitely key pieces to our team. Um, senior Aiden Sprang, you know, Aiden started the year last year as a junior on the JV squad and then moved up, um, you know, to help at the end of the year varsity wise. But Aiden, Aiden's a tremendous leader. Um, you know, he was a leader on the football team. Um, he's a he's a leader and a catcher on the baseball team. He's one of those guys that he he understands his role. And, you know, Aiden for us is one of those guys that he just has to be a defensive stopper and a physical presence for us. And he has to sometimes go out there and battle guys that are four or five inches taller than him. But, you know, he spent a ton of time in the weight room and and that definitely helps. And he plays his role really well. And then the other senior we have that's playing is Chaz McBeth Suttles. Um, And Chaz, again, is also a guy who came off the JV team and 
you know, at this point in the season, Chaz is probably one of our most improved players. Um, he came in Saturday night against Hopewell. Um, and Chaz is one of those guys, too, that he accepts his role. And uh, he's a defensive stopper and a rebounder and a, just a tremendous athlete. And we can put Chaz on any position one through five um, just because of his athleticism, his strength, and his quickness. And he can guard the point guard or he can go in the post and match up. And then our third senior is a, has been a new guy who was actually a transfer student who moved in. Um, he's lived in Fostoria for like the last 13 years, but he was born over in Bradner and uh, started his school career at Lakota. And um, then there was just some things that transpired and he ended up transferring to Fostoria this year. So he's been a nice addition, but he wasn't with us for the summer. So it's been a long, long catch up session for Jason Harpster, our, our other senior. Um, but that's the only three we have on the roster. So we're real young. Um, we're starting one senior, uh, three juniors and a freshman. Um, and so that, you know, that's been a little bit of growing pains early, but the work we did last summer really paid off with, with the youth. So we're happy with where we're at and, and what, where we're trending in the, in the right direction for the rest of the year in the future. And you mentioned it off uh, off that with uh, one if one freshman starting, but who are some of those uh, younger guys? I mean, obviously some of them are playing at the varsity level, others playing uh, some JV for you. Who are some of those young guys, whether they're at the varsity level or or on the JV side? Who are some of those players that are going to be making a name for themselves? Maybe not quite this year, but certainly in the next year or so. Well, we have two two returning starters in Jordan Ferguson and Makai Johnson. Um, Jordan was uh, first team all district seven last year and uh, second team all league and Makai Johnson was honorable mention all district seven and honorable mention all league. Um, and they're two juniors that are, you know, they're pretty well recognized around the league in Northwest Ohio. Um, you know, Jordan's definitely got some college interest already. Um, Makai is, is just a, a pure shooter and a scorer. He's averaging 17 points a game right now, and Jordan's averaging 14 a game. Um, Jordan is second in the league in rebounding, um, and Makai is, I believe, third in the league in scoring right now. So those two guys are definitely our, you know, our offensive leaders and our most experienced guys. I mean, both of them have uh, um, been on the varsity since their freshman year, and so that that's definitely paying off with them helping our younger guys um, understand growing pains and uh they've taken jc on tucker our freshman under under his wing or their wing and um really helped jc on you know grow into being a varsity player um jc on is our second leading rebounder um he's our fourth leading scorer and uh, jc on's a real long freshman who still you know he's got some physical maturing to grow to go but you know he's going to be a special one no doubt and then um, we're getting really good contributions from another junior, Christian Carter Stokes. And uh, then Ryan O'Neill is our sixth man. Um, and then Gavin Miller is another junior who's kind of our sixth, seventh man to rotation that, uh, you know, we, we, we do get some things out of them coming off the bench. Ryan's a real threat um, from the three-point line, um, which is, is, is helpful because a lot of teams want to try and pack the paint in and, and take away um, Jordan in the paint. Um, and then, uh, well, like an example, Monday night um, last week against Elmwood, they went triangle and two on Makai and Jordan, you know, just to try and disrupt the flow. And, uh, you know, J.C. on Tucker stepped up and had a double-double that night. And 
So we're getting contributions down the line in the roster, which is, you know, really helpful. But again, that's just a matter of the growth that these guys have shown over the course of the year. So, you know, we, we like where we're at and where we're headed over these last five games. And you mentioned uh, Jordan Ferguson, and I know uh, he's been an AAU player with the Ohio Buckets with one of their teams the last few years. And it just seems like everybody on those teams is, you know, really good high school players. A lot of them go on to play the next level as well. What can you say, obviously, outside looking in, it's not your team, but what can you say about what that program has done uh, for Jordan and kind of what you've seen uh, from your perspective? Well, the, the, you know, we, we have a pretty good working relationship with uh, with the Buckets organization. Um and so I, you know, I've been at a lot of the tournaments, but yeah, they, they do things the right way. Um, and, and there's good coaching in their, in their programs, you know, top to bottom. Um, JC on Tucker um, and Lance Miller, two of our freshmen have played on the buckets teams, um, you know, through junior high um, and Jordan, he played up a year last summer with, with actually their senior group, even though he was going to be an incoming junior and that got really good experience for 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 uh, Jordan. Um, I know he got to play in a tournament in Atlantic City, um, and then on their way back from Atlantic City, they played in a uh, another tournament outside of Philadelphia, um, and then they were in Louisville, Kentucky. So like they they travel, and then they finished up the year at a big tournament in Fort Wayne. So, you know, he's playing he's playing competition against a Division One um, you know athletes who are getting recruited at the highest level. And then again, just kind of a tribute to the kid he is. Um, you know, he was a you know going to be a junior, so he's just finished his sophomore year, but he's going out and playing, you know, uh, an age group up where he's actually playing against guys who are juniors, going to be seniors that are, you know, playing at a top level. So he he definitely grew from that immensely, you know, and it's just a tremendous opportunity that our kids get that kind of opportunity. This is the NWO Orthopedics Sports Huddle from the Fricker Studios talking with Fostoria head boys basketball coach Tom Loomis. And this Friday night, you'll take on Lake. It'll, of course, uh, be a rematch. You guys were able to beat them pretty good in that first time around. What are some of the things you uh, look forward to seeing in that one on Friday? Well, Lake Lake has a new coach, and they lost a lot to graduation last year. So Coach Hickey's doing a nice job of, of, you know, reestablishing, you know, his ideas in their program. And, They've got a, a senior named Matt Perry who's a big physical presence, um, and we gotta we gotta make sure we do do the job we did last time and limiting his touches and especially don't let him hurt us in the paint. Um, and then they have a uh, another young junior named Caleb Tobias who's a long six five kid um, that we that is their leading scorer that we need to make sure we pay good attention to him and slow him down. And then they're going young as well with a couple of freshman guards and. Um, you know, that's that's one that you're just going to go through those growing pains when you got freshman guards and they're playing against juniors and seniors with two and three years experience at the varsity level. So, you know, we're at the point now where, you know, our focus is really kind of take more care of what we do and just keep getting better every day and just study and, and know what we got to try and do defensively to, to slow our opponents down. And, you know, hopefully we keep growing and peaking where we're at so that, uh, you know, when we get to the end of the season and get to tournament time, we get to hopefully make a run. And then also in a similar vein, you'll be playing another first year head coach on Saturday when you guys take on Van Buren and they've had some good moments this year under their new head coach, Mark Bunn. And so what are some of the things uh, you're looking forward to seeing in that one, you know, on another back-to-back game? Honestly, it's, uh, 
Wednesday, and our focus has been <laughs> our focus has been on Lake. Um, you know, we'll watch we'll watch the coaches. We'll watch some film on Van Buren tonight and tomorrow. And um, you know, our main prep for uh, for Van Buren will come on Saturday morning. So I honestly, other than just a little bit of views of uh, of Van Buren stuff um, against what we we anticipate being some of our D two tournament opponents. Um, yeah, I haven't been haven't been focused on them. Not that we're taking them lightly at all. It's just it's the grind of the end of the year when you got back to backs, and you know you don't want to you don't want to drop another league game. So you know we've kept our focus for this week on Lake, and you know we'll really take a look overnight Friday night into Saturday morning to get ready for Van Buren. And then as you allude to tournaments, of course, uh, coming up here shortly, uh, we had the brackets get put together for the boys over this past weekend, and you guys will take on Kenton. And as you allude to, you still got some regular season games uh, left to play. So when uh, when exactly does uh, does the course uh, get set for uh, Kenton for that first, uh, first opening uh, postseason game? Well, I've got my assistant coaches, um, you know, watching film and, and taking notes on Kenton now. Um, you know, it's kind of a nice, nice deal. They're the eight seed, we're the nine seed. So it's a, you know, a pretty uh, level playing field matchup as we see it. And, you know, the film that I've seen, it looks like two kind of similar teams. Um, they have, they have pretty good guards and, and we do too. Um, so they play in a tough league. There's no doubt about it. You know, the Western Buckeye league is, is one of the best leagues in the state. And, and uh, I mean, you got Defiance and Ottawa Glendorf and, you know, Lima Shawnee and, and St. Mary's Memorial, um, you know, that are that are all there. And uh, so, yeah, that tournament's going to be a, you know, a really tough one. Um, you know, when you when you go to the Martin RPI seating procedure that the Northwest District Board is using this year, um, it gives you a better insight, you know, just from a mathematical standpoint. Um, but, you know, the interesting thing was if you look at the district, uh, the Liberty Benton D2 district, and um, we're the nine seed, but if you looked at our uh, Martin RPI numbers, and we were at the um, at the district, I think it's Lake or Central Catholic, I can't remember which, where the other D2 schools are, where we were last year, um, if we, with our Martin RPI number, were in that district this year, we, instead of being a nine seed, we'd be a five seed. Um, so it, it is truly interesting just from the geographical standpoint of how you get bumped around from district to district. And, and I think that's just part of Fall Story being a D2 school that kind of sits in the middle, you know, between the Toledo Lima area that just depending upon numbers, um, you know, we kind of are one of those swing schools that never seems to be in the same district year after year. So you know, that, that's just one of the interesting takes that we had is, you know, just by our location and which district we got assigned to, you know, the the the, the comp competition level in our district this year is, is really high. You know, that between districts we would have we would have been a different a much higher seat in a different district. So, you know, that's a that's an interesting thing that Martin RPI provides for us now that, that we didn't have in the past. That's very that's that's definitely that's the first I've heard of the exact way of using it. I heard of the Martin RPI, uh, just seeing a bunch of the stuff they posted on uh, social media. But when I know, I, I know both you and uh, you and Craig Mintz uh, both uh, have talked about it, at least on Twitter and on different, and now obviously talking about it right now, but it is, uh, it is interesting that there's, there seems to be tools for you, you guys that just seem to come year after year after year, whether it's, you know, 
things like this or different uh, versions of like shooting with like the different versions of the guns and different things you can use for angles. It just seems like this sport is ever evolving and it's a very good thing to have all the different information at your disposal. Oh, no doubt about it. I mean, between the, between the analytics that we get out of, uh, you know, our huddle film and the packages that, that huddle assist provides to us um, just from a data standpoint. And then, um, yeah, I mean, we, we've gone to the doctor dish shooting machines and um, they have a tremendous app. So every time our kids log in on the machine through the app on their phone, um, I get a, an email with a report of exactly which workout they did, um, what shots they took, and then it color codes it by, you know, red, yellow, and green of where they're really hot, where they're, you know, a little cool, and then where their weak areas are. Um, and there's, you know, there's literally thousands of workouts on those, those shooting machines now that are pre-programmed or you can create your own, but then we get the data. So like when we challenge our kids over the off season to get into that 15,000 shot club, um, you know, there's no more having your chart on the wall and, and them having to count and track, like you get a, you get a report instantaneously, like. You know, Makai Johnson in, in any given week for us right now is easily getting a thousand shots a week, you know, in February um, that he's coming in, you know, evening, Saturday, Sundays, you know, he texts me all the time and, and he gets with coach Miller, our freshman coach. And I mean, they're just in here, you know, and, and, and that's why, you know, I mean, you've got a, a kid like Makai who's, um, you know, he's shooting 80% from the free throw line. He's shooting 54% from twos and he's, he's right around 31% from threes. Um, and it's just a tribute to the, you know, the work ethic of the kids, but then also the tools that are available, you know, for us to, to know as coaches where they're at and, and what we can do to help them just keep getting better. This has been Fall Story Head Boys Basketball Coach Tom Loomis. Coach, thank you once again for taking the time to talk with us. Good luck this weekend and throughout the rest of the way. All right. We always appreciate you guys and, and we thank you so much and, uh, yeah, we'll see. Uh, we'll see uh, Matt and Coach Grind on on Saturday night. With that, we'll step aside for a quick timeout. When we come back, we'll talk with Colombian head boys basketball coach Travis Ken here on the NWO Orthopedics Sports Auto from the Fricker Studios. Think you can't qualify for a car loan because of your past credit, bankruptcy, divorce, even repossessions and charge-offs? Well, think again and turn the corner to Warner. Warner Buick GMC can help you find the money you need for a car. Call 419-429-6157. That's 419-429-6157. Or apply online at warnerbuickgmc.com. Let Warner help you get a car today. For price, selection, and service, Warner won't be beat. For over 100 years, iron workers have been building America. Do you have what it takes to be an iron worker? Do you like to work with your hands? Do you like to be creative and solve problems? Do you like to be outdoors and don't mind getting dirty? With starting pay of $18 an hour and with medical and retirement benefits, there are iron worker jobs available in Northwest Ohio. To take your career to new heights, call the Iron Workers Local 55 Training Center at 419-382-3080 and build a better future. Come on now, you know you've heard of those famous breadsticks. The ones oozing with cheese and a variety of other toppings you can choose from? That's right, the ones from Campus Poly Ice, the world famous ones. Don't forget Campus Poly Ice for tasty subs, pizza, your favorite beer, and even salads. One of Finley's best kept secrets. Don't forget to try the house-made ranch dressing. Getting your favorite goodie from Campus Poly Ice is easy. Located at 339 South Blanchard Street, Campus Poly Ice offers dine-in, carry-out, or delivery. What you waiting on? Getting the kids to practice on time. Remembering if it's your day to bring snacks. 
making it to the game with a clean jersey. Why are simple things sometimes so complicated? Thankfully, with auto owners, insurance doesn't have to be one of them. Auto Owners works with independent agents who answer when you call, so you can worry about more important things, like whether your kid is going to run toward first or third base. That's simple human sense. Ask Financial Design Insurance Agency in New Regal if Auto Owners makes sense for you. Welcome back on into this edition of the NWO Orthopedics Sports Tunnel from the Fricker Studios, ESPN 1430 AM, 105.7 FM, WFOB, Classic Hits 96.7 WBVI. Lance Morris, Bart Wilson here with you until 7.30. This Saturday night, we'll have coverage of SBC Basketball. Columbian will have their final non-league game of the regular season when they host the Finley Trojans. We'll have Coverage of that one Saturday night. Matt Brown and I will have that one on Classic Hits 96.7 WBVI. Right now, please be joined by Colombian head boys basketball coach Travis Kinn here in the Frickers Zoom room. Coach, how you doing? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing good. Thank you again for uh, taking the time to talk with us. Uh, appreciate you taking the time uh, during uh, during the busy school day. Yeah, absolutely. Happy to help. So for you, obviously some tough games for you guys. Throughout the season, we were talking about some of them uh, before we uh, went on the air. Uh, you've had some of those uh, be positive, some of those be negative. And so what would you say, where would you say your team is kind of at this point in the year? You only got a few games left of the regular season. Kind of what's your standpoint on where your team is at this point in the year? Um, you know, I think I think we're in a good spot. I mean, uh, you know, obviously we would like to have an opportunity to, to finish the year with some league games that, you know, impact the league title. Um, we know that that's out of reach with Sandusky, you know, not having any slip ups except for us the first time around. But uh, as far as, you know, where we're at, I mean, mentally and where we're at, you know, preparation wise, I I think we've done a lot of good things the last few weeks. And I think we're in a good place mentally to to really kind of keep improving these last two weeks of the regular season and heading into the tournament, playing good basketball. And two uh, two good matchups for you guys uh, over the weekend. Want to look first uh, at that Bellevue game. It was, of course, a rematch. They got the better of you guys uh, in that first time around. What were some of the differences, and what did you see uh, from your guys on Friday? Um, You know, I, I told the paper the same thing after after the game. The, the biggest difference was we had Logan Beast, and they didn't. Um, you know, he went on a 9-0 run to start the fourth quarter himself, and we went from down five to up four. And then from there, we kind of controlled the game. But, um, you know, I thought guys really, really bought in to de defending late in the game. And, you know, I think we won the fourth quarter 21 to four. Um, you know, we had a 19 to two run in the first half. Um, you know, would like to see more consistency. Uh, you know, we're not going to make runs like that the entire game, obviously. But I think we gave them a pretty big run in the first half as well. And, you know, if we can make those runs and then kind of play even uh, with teams as opposed to let them go on a streak where they hit three, four threes and a few possessions, um, you know, that'll put us in a better situation late in the game. And then right after it, uh, again on Saturday, you get to play in the uh, OG Winter Classic. Uh, got a last-second win uh, for you guys against uh, Wayne Trace, a team that's been pretty good uh, themselves over the last few years. What was that yeah. atmosphere like uh, over in OG, and what did you see uh, from your team in that one? Um, you know, I, I really enjoyed it. First off, I, I want to thank Ottawa Glendorf and everybody involved with the event. I thought it was incredibly well organized. It was well ran um, from the moment, you know, that we got there, we were, you know, taken care of and, you know, made sure if we needed anything that we knew where to go to get it. Um, you know, so it was a really great event that they put on. We, we were privileged to, to participate in it. Um, you know, I think the atmosphere was 
was very much like a tournament game atmosphere. It's, you know, two teams at a neutral site. It's a varsity game only. Uh, so that's the first time this year that we've done a varsity game only. Um, just, you know, kind of getting there, not watching the JV game, getting into, you know, a different routine of, you know, tournament play and postseason play. And, you know, it, it had very much that atmosphere and that vibe. So I think that was really good for us, you know, going into the tournament play here in a couple of weeks. This is the NWO Orthopedics Sports Huddle from the Frickers Studios talking with Columbian head boys basketball coach Travis Cannon. As you alluded to before, Logan Beeson, of course, big part of what you guys have done each of the last few seasons. Sometimes the difference can be Logan Beeson being on your side and fortunately not on the other side. But with uh, with all that good stuff he brings, because of that, teams have to you know double team him and or face guard him and really have to put a lot of focus into him to make sure he's not the one that is ultimately their undoing what is what has that been adjustment like been for you as a coach for him as a player in trying to adjust to make sure okay guys if logan is getting this you guys got to do this and so on so forth yeah um you know i think it's something that he's seen so much of at an early age you know even in junior high that uh he's, he's really accustomed to it um i think he does a really good job of not letting that completely take him out of the game. And, uh, you know, we still try to find him with certain sets and certain looks. But um, I think it's important that, you know, other guys understand and, and they should know this. And, you know, they're, they're high-quality players as well. Um, we have a lot of guys on our roster that we feel like we can score the basketball. And if they want to take him away, that's going to give up something to one of you guys. And, and you have to make the most of it and, you know, not – not only be willing to make those plays, but be able to make those plays. And we have a lot of confidence in the guys on the floor that can do that. So, um, you know, for, for him, I don't think it's been a huge adjustment. You know, he still finds ways to impact the games in a variety of ways, passing the ball, rebounding the ball, um, leadership, getting guys in the right spots and talking defensively. Um, I think the biggest adjustment is for the other guys when that happens to make sure that they're, you know, even more aggressive maybe than they would typically be. Another guy that has been a key player for you, uh, Zach Shawberry, as a sophomore, he's done some nice things uh, in some of these games throughout the season. What can you say about him and his development, you know, kind of growing into his role on the varsity level this year? Uh, Zach is very much, you know, a, a kid who wants to get better. Um, and he has played really well. Um, and there's games where he's played more like a traditional sophomore. And, and we know that, we understand that. Um, but overall, evaluating his progress and his performance throughout the year, I think he's had an outstanding year for us. And, um, you know, with an injury to Brady Gooding and us missing him for, you know, half the season, uh, we're probably not where we are if Zach Shawberry doesn't has, have the season that he's had um, as far as our record goes. So he's definitely helped us win a lot of games. He's really improved on the ball defensively. Um, he's really long and he can bother people with his length and kind of deflect and, and block some shots um, obviously he can shoot the ball and when he gets hot he can score the ball in a variety of ways so he, he's done a really good job for us and, and we're really pleased about his progress and his growth and I think the exciting thing is is you know as good as a year that I feel like he's had he seems like he's always disappointed and he always wants more and he wants to get better and, and that's exciting to see going forward and of course a lot has been made uh, with the development of the rogos for all the different things they can do football basketball and baseball what have been yeah. what have been the things you've seen from them uh this season as far as development goes and all the all the good things that surround them 
Yes, they are just two outstanding athletes. And, uh, you know, when they set their mind to something, they can do about anything they want to do. Um, you know, they're they're quick, they're strong, um, and they can score the ball in a variety of ways. You know, I'm finally able to get to the point where I can kind of tell them apart sometimes <laughs> <laughs> without looking at their jersey or something like that. Um, you know, they, they've been really coachable. They've, they've just done an outstanding job. And, you know, I, I've, I've been really pleased this year being their first year as you know, starters on a consistent basis at the varsity level for basketball. Um, you know, they've really been chopping at the bit the last few years, kind of waiting on their turn and waiting on their opportunity. And, uh, you know, they've been making the most of it. So it's been a it's been a privilege having those guys. And, you know, we're excited about their growth and their development as well. And like I said, when when they set their mind to this is what I want to do, it, I mean, it's it's tough to to stop them. If they want to get to the rim, they're going to get to the rim. If they want to lock you down and defend you like you know, defend their tail off that day. That's, that's something they can do. So, um, you know, as with any first year starters, just finding that consistency um, and finding that, you know, level of aggressiveness night in, night out, every single game. Um, but, you know, we've been very, very pleased with what they've brought to the table. And then a couple other guys that play uh, some varsity for you. Isaac Garcia, been a big part of what you've been doing as a starter. And then you mentioned Brady Gooding, who was injured uh, early on. And actually, I think his first game playing this year was in that first game against Bellevue where he was able to come off the bench and did provide a little bit of a spark in that game. What can you say about those guys and what uh, what they bring to the team? You know, uh, I'll start with Isaac since you mentioned him. Um, he's probably the first true point guard that we've had here in a few years. And he does so many good things handling the basketball and just allowing, you know, all the other kids we've mentioned, Logan, the Rogos, Shawberry, to go do what they do best, and that's score the basketball. Um, you know, Isaac doesn't care if he doesn't shoot the ball the entire game. Now, we've we've gotten him to be more aggressive because teams have forced him to – to be more aggressive and try to score the ball. And that's something he's capable of doing, but he knows his role is to bring the ball up the floor, get us in our stuff, get us in our offense and, uh, you know, kind of run the show for us. Uh, he's an outstanding defender. Um, you know, he can really get after it and kind of get it tight on guys and pressure the basketball. So, you know, again, he, he's been really integral to what we've done and he's not a guy that shows up on the stat sheet probably, or probably is a number one guy in the scouting report. But what he brings to our team is is irreplaceable as far as handling pressure, handling the basketball, and getting us into our stuff. Brady Gooding, you know, he he's had kind of a tough go around, you know, coming off that football injury. It took a little longer to get back than we thought. Um, but, you know, I think he's really starting to come into his own. And he was a guy who had a great summer for us, really played some good basketball in the summer at our camps and our shootouts. Um, so I know he's been eager, you know, to get back to 100% in – Quite honestly, I'm not sure if he's 100% yet, but he's about as close as he's going to get, I think. And he's really kind of getting into the basketball groove. And I thought Saturday at Wayne Trace, he really played like he's capable of. And if we can get him like that consistently, it's it's really going to help us going down the stretch. This is the NWO Orthopedics Sports Huddle from the Fricker Studios. Classic Hits 96.7 WBVI, ESPN 1430 AM, 105.7 FM, WFOB talking with Columbian head boys basketball coach Travis Cannon. We've mentioned dang near just about everybody uh, on the varsity level. If there's anybody we missed, feel free to mention them. But it, who are some of the young guys uh, maybe that are playing uh, JV or they might be dressing varsity and get time here and there? Who, who are some of the younger guys that you know fans are, are certainly going to uh, see more of here? Maybe not this year, of course, but in the next year or two going forward. 
you know, I'll start with uh, kind of rounding out our varsity rotation. And, you know, we mentioned kind of our top six, but um, Garrett Prenzlin is a senior who has not played the last couple of years, has came out for the team this year and has, has really, really helped us in what we do. And he is an incredibly unselfish player. He is a great teammate. Um, and he absolutely works his butt off at practice to help make us better every single day. And he hasn't gotten a ton of minutes. Um, and he's probably a little disappointed with that. And to be honest, I probably thought he would have played a little more than he has. But, um, you know, it's just it's nothing he has done. It's just, you know, guys have played well and guys can score the ball and handle the ball a little bit better. And, you know, I, I can't I can't thank Garrett enough for for the way he brings it every day in practice. And the same goes for Jack Newlove, who's a younger guy playing a little bit of JV and a little bit of varsity. Um, you know, he brings it to practice every single day. He competes at a high level athletically. Jack Newlove is every bit of varsity basketball player. Um, you know, we're just giving him some JV time to develop those ball handling skills, those shooting skills, and continue to develop as a sophomore because we think that's important that if you're a sophomore, you've got to play a lot of minutes in games, whether it be JV games or varsity games. You have to play those minutes in order to develop those skills and, and get comfortable in those situations. So, you know, those are two guys that, um, you know, don't always get as many varsity minutes maybe as – as they want, but I, I really appreciate what they bring to the table for us each night. And Friday night, you'll be taking on Vermillion, another uh, rematch in the SBC. What are some of the things you're looking forward to seeing in that one? Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing us build off our last league game and, and play even better and just continue to try to get as close to a 32-minute consistent game as we can. Um you know, I don't know that we've had a, a full 32-minute consistent game yet um, here this this month, and uh, looking forward to that opportunity to do that. So, um, you know, it's a league game. I think every game in our league can can be a battle. Uh, you know, I think it's important that we come out early and, and get off to a good start after their long bus ride and um, see where the game goes from there. And then no rest for you guys is the next day you get right back at it when you take on Finley and course it's been a battle the last few seasons when you guys have played them and what are what are some of the things you're looking forward to obviously got to get through friday and all that good stuff but it yeah. it theoretically of course could well, could you, be a postseason match a, as well it was a battle two years ago i don't know if last year was much of a battle <laughs> we didn't really show up last year but uh um you know i think you know they're they're a great program they're kind of you know as far as northwest ohio goes this this area outside of toledo they're kind of the class of you know what programs aspire to be and they've won so many basketball games at such a high level and um you know they just have so many guys that are that are disciplined with the ball you know they're fundamentally sound they don't make a lot of mistakes they don't beat themselves um you know they really make you make plays in order to beat them so uh you know it'll be an exciting matchup it's a great test for us like you said if we're fortunate enough to to win a sectional final and move on to districts um they're a very real possibility as a, a potential district semifinal matchup um, so, you know, it'll, it'll be a good test for us and, and hopefully we can play well and compete. And then as I was alluding to brackets, of course, were released over the weekend. You guys, the two seed in that Northwest, uh, two division one district. So two, two things to go with that one, what went into where you placed yourselves in the bracket? And then of course the differences for you, uh, with you guys moving up from the last few years of division two to up to division one this season. Well, as far as the moving up goes, I think there's a lot of differences. Um, you know, obviously the level of competition, you know, we're we're playing a sectional final of Toledo St. John's. 
um, on Friday night, the 24th of February, which will be a great test for us, a great battle for us, um, and a great opportunity to play against, quite honestly, a program that, you know, at times has played a national schedule. Um, you know, they're, they're an outstanding program, and I know they have a few losses, but all their losses are to top-level competition. So um, as far as what went into our thought process, you know, we wanted to give ourselves an opportunity to – to find a seed and find a line that we felt could give us the best path to, to play in another district title game and see what happens from there. Um, because you never know once you get there, you know, how it's going to turn out. So, um, you know, we placed our line and then obviously teams placed those lines accordingly and, and chose to match up with us. So again, hopefully we'll play well and we'll be ready to go. And hopefully we're fortunate enough to move on. This has been Colombian head boys basketball coach Travis King. Coach, thank you once again for taking the time to talk with us. Good luck against Vermillion and Finley this weekend and then throughout the rest of the year. All right. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. With that, we'll step aside for a quick timeout. When we come back, we'll take a look at the Super Bowl here on the NWO Orthopedics Sports Auto from the Fricker Studios. Great news, Fostoria. The new watershed near the corner of 4th and Finley Streets is now open. This watershed offers another convenient location in the southwest corner of town to purchase pure water. You can also use the watershed off of Plaza Drive. Both watersheds are open 24-7 every day of the year. So grab your quarters and your containers and head to the closest watershed near you. For more info, go to nwwsd.org. Seneca Millwork is now hiring. They have third shift general labor positions available with a starting pay of $17.51 an hour with a $0.25 cent shift differential for the third shift. Seneca Millwork offers medical, vision, dental, life insurance, and a 401k contribution. Apply online at SenecaMillwork.com or apply online through Indeed. Come work at Seneca Millwork located at 300 Court Place in Faustoria and part of the Ropey Holding Company family. Welcome to Big B Coffee, your home away from home that picks you up and leaves you in a better mood than when you arrived. No matter who you are, we know we'll have a drink for you, and her, and him. You see, here at Big B, we can customize our drinks for each person, dairy or no dairy, coffee or no coffee. We've got you covered, hot, iced, or frozen. Big B Coffee is one of a kind, just like you. With locations on Tiffin Avenue and Trenton Avenue in Finley to serve you. Roto-Rooter is always the first name you think of when you have problems with your sewer system or any other household drains. Tim Munger and Roto-Rooter will thoroughly clean your sewer system, sink, shower drains, and toilets. The Mungers have been serving the Faustoria and Seneca County area for over 65 years. Give Tim Munger a call at 419-435-3360. That's 419-435-3360 for all of your drain cleaning needs. And away go troubles down the drain. Back we are on the NWO Orthopedics Sports Auto here from the Fricker Studios on Classic Hits 96.7 WBVI, ESPN 1430 AM, 105.7 FM, WFOB, Lance Morris, Bart Wilson here with you tonight. Big thanks to Tom Loomis from Faustoria, Travis Kent from Columbian for joining us earlier on in the show. If you missed any part of the show or just want to hear it again, head over to WFOB.com, click on the podcast page, and you can hear, you can hear today's show and our shows and interviews from past seasons as well. We might not be physically at the Frickers and Finley, but stop in for some daily specials. Monday, boneless frickin' chicken wings day. Tuesday, frickin' chicken wings day. Tonight, get their sirloin steak dinner. Thursday, their frickin' chicken chunks. And kids eat free all day. Every day at Frickers, download the Frickers app to see more. Place an order online, Frickers. Dot com and Bart coming up on Sunday. Pretty uh, pretty big game. 
for uh, the Super Bowl. We have the Chiefs from Kansas City taking on the Philadelphia Eagles, Super Bowl 56. A couple uh, historic things as you uh, made sure to remind me when I didn't mention it during our morning show one of the mornings yes. is uh, the fact that we'll have two first uh, two uh, black quarterbacks facing each other, Jalen Hurts, Patrick Mahomes. Mm-hmm. We also have first-time brothers will play on opposite sides with Jason and Travis Kelsey. You also get Andy Reid going against his former team, of course, the Eagles head coach from 1999 through 2012 before taking over for the Chiefs. In 2013, the Chiefs, of course, looking to kind of cement their legacy with their second Super Bowl in the Mahomes-Reed era. They beat the Niners but did lose to the Bucks, so they are 1-1 one one in Super Bowls. The Eagles looking to cap off the season with a title after really being the best team overall throughout the season whenever they've been healthy. ESPN's matchup predictor has this as too close of a game to call, was evenly split when I checked this morning at 50-50 in trying to pick the winner. So, Bart... Mm-hmm. What are you looking forward to seeing on Sunday? Oh, man. I, I think this is going to be a great Super Bowl matchup between two high, high-powered offenses as well as high-powered defenses. I mean, you, you take a look take a look at the Kansas City Chiefs. You have Patrick Mahomes in the backfield, Travis Kelsey, Juju Smith-Schuster, um, as well as, you know, a, 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 side, a, a standout, um, Isaiah Pachenko, um, a rookie out of Rutgers. Rutgers which Rutgers is awful in the Big Ten, but you have Isaiah Pacheco that comes out and fills in that void for Clyde Edwards-Alaire, who's been out for the season with an injury. So definitely, Isaiah Pacheco has helped out immensely with that Kansas City Chief offense. You take a look at their defense. Chris Jones doing a phenomenal job. Definitely made made his presence uh, seen during that Bengals game in the AFC Championship game. Um, you you got uh, Legereus Sneed also on that side. I mean, you you have Carlos Dunlap, former Bengal. Who's been around forever. He's been around forever. <laughs> this is his first Super Bowl ever. I mean, talk about going almost your whole career to finally hit the pinnacle of a Super Bowl. So the Kansas City Chiefs definitely riding high after that Bengals win, especially after losing to the Bengals three times in a row, almost four in that AFC championship well, they, game. Because they were going to Burrowhead. Yeah, they were going to Burrowhead, man. <laughs> in the words of Travis Kelsey, shut your mouth, jabroni. Um, <laughs> but you also then take a look at this Eagles team. You got Jalen Hurts, a, a a quarterback that a lot of people had doubts about when he got drafted uh, in the same draft class of Joe Burrow, uh, as well as Tua Tugavailoa. You also have Justin Herbert in that draft class. Those were like the three guys that people honed in on and not really Jalen Hurts because this is a guy who's made it to championship games. He makes it to the um, the college football playoff championship game and gets benched and they put in Tua Tugavailoa. He wins the championship. He goes to Oklahoma, loses in the playoffs. So this is a guy that has had a lot of self-doubt from fans, and now he's made it to the biggest stage in the world, the Super Bowl, and I think he's mentally, he's there. He knows what he has to do. He knows what he needs to do going into this game, and he has some of the best targets in the NFL. The biggest, biggest news that came out of the draft last year wasn't a rookie. It was a free, it wasn't even a free agency signing. It is a trade a trade from the Tennessee Titans to the Eagles, A.J. Brown. The Tennessee Titans thought, hey, guess what? Let's get rid of A.J. Brown and send him to the Eagles 
who have Devontae Smith already. I mean, what are your what are you thinking? What are you thinking? They send AJ Brown, you have AJ Brown, Devontae Smith, uh Quez Watkins. I mean, you have so many Amazing, amazing outlets. Miles Sanders in the backfield. You can also use Boston Scott, Kenneth Gainwell on the defensive side of the ball. You have uh, Gardner Johnson uh, on top of that. I mean, you have, um, I, I, why is his name slipping from, uh, Brand- you got Brandon Graham from Michigan. Also been around forever. Uh, they traded for Robert, Robert Quinn. From the Bears, you have Indomitian Sue now on your line. I mean, the Eagles just stacked their team. And I I really think that the Eagles might have an edge on this Kansas City Chiefs team. I don't think people should sleep on the Eagles because a lot of people are going the way of the Chiefs. I understand that. They have a great team. But Nick Sirianni has done a phenomenal job in his first year of head coaching with this Eagles team. and I think it's his second year. His second year, yeah. Yeah, second year. Yeah, because Doug Peterson was gone. Um, But he's done a phenomenal job with this team, and he's only just been able to really grow. He's helped out Jalen Hurts immensely in the backfield. He looks a lot calmer in the backfield. He can run the ball as well. I mean, this is a guy that's very talented, and if you can let him sit back in the pocket for a long time, he will make magic happen. And I, I think... I think Eagles have the upper advantage when it when going into this game. I really do. It is, and I've talked with this with Matt before, but it is still so crazy to me that the path of Jalen Hurts, where he starts as a freshman at Alabama, which not a whole lot of people have done no. in, in general, no. and so he's already, I mean, very highly touted prospect, of course, if you're playing at Alabama as a freshman. And he's their starter as a freshman. He's their starter as a sophomore. And by and large, did a lot of good things. He, he did. He didn't have any, didn't he, didn't have a, a stat that was like, oh, you need to replace him immediately. But as someone who was watching all of those, I mean, not every single Bama game, but a lot of those games, mm-hmm. you look and you're like, ah, maybe if, if I, I've heard a lot of good things about this Tua kid. Mm-hmm. If they put him in, Maybe something will happen, and it did in the national title game. Oh, it definitely did. And that's what so many people remember is the fact that Jalen Hurts gets benched and ends up sitting most of the next season before then transferring to Oklahoma as a grad transfer. And everything that he was able to do kind of after that, once he gets to Oklahoma, is he then becomes a second-round pick entirely because of what he does in Oklahoma, Mm -hmm. pretty much, just because of – how everything ended at Bama and everything for for a guy getting benched, it yeah. went as nicely as it could for a guy who got benched at a school like Bama and he just goes and goes to Oklahoma. We we know exactly what he's doing now. And just it it's such a crazy rise because you don't see, I mean, I guess calling him maybe a reclamation project for lack of a better term, mm-hmm. but just the fact that you go from getting benched so your team can go and win a title. Yeah. To now playing for a Super Bowl title. Yeah. It it's still crazy to me. Well, and the thing is, when uh, I remember I watched the draft uh, that year, 2020, and I remember when Jalen Hurts got drafted by the Eagles, and I said that is probably going to be the best pick for the Eagles uh, at quarterback. And this was really before. Before. This was before everyone was like, "Oh, Carson Wentz, maybe he's not yeah. that great." This was before. This was when it was like, "Oh, this." 
this is an interesting pick. It's, yeah. It's that's I think really the first aside from injuries, that was the first kind of sign of doubt that we had seen publicly from the Eagles about Carson Wentz. Oh, yeah. I mean, I I really did feel like I was a big fan of Jalen Hurts when he was at Oklahoma. I thought he was a fantastic quarterback. He even shined in the Senior Bowl, the Reese's Senior Bowl. Yeah. And he, I, I, I don't know, he might have gotten an MVP uh, for the Reese's Senior Bowl, too, because he felt like he needed to go and show scouts what he could do. Completely a sidebar, but you know who didn't think he needed the senior bowl and maybe did? Who? Stetson Bennett. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Definitely Stetson. Oh, man, Stetson Bennett. Yikes. Yeah. Yeah, he probably should have gone to a, gone to the like, uh, senior bowl. I at no point thought he was truly going to be an NFL quarterback, mm-hmm. but everything that has happened over the last few weeks, and for those, for those that don't know, he declined going to the senior bowl for whatever his reason. He might have publicly said a reason I don't know his reason off the top of my head but he declined going to the senior bowl and then days later has an arrest yep so yeah it's not the end of the world things have happened I mean Dak Prescott got a DUI actually leading up to his draft and that's yeah. kind of part of why he slipped to the fourth round but I don't I'm, know what's gonna happen to Stenson uh, I I never looked at him and saw NFL player so I've been wrong before. Well, but. I mean, he's I, I think he's about the same size as Drew Brees. Um, he's, he's also almost our age. We're I not know. young men anymore. No, no, we're not. <laughs> no, he's 26 years. I think he's 26 years old or I, 25. I, I think he might. I think he'll be 26 next season. Yeah, I think he's 25. I mean, now. he's the he's the same age as Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson's been in the league for like five he's years. The same age as Dobro, right? He's same the same age, age as a lot of those. Yeah, guys. I. I, I so it's like, did, how many times did he get held back in school? That's what I want to know. I mean, I got held back in preschool. Well, his, but... I mean, we talk, we talk about guys. <laughs> That's a conversation for another day, Lance. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> we, we talk about guys, you know, and their crazy paths. I mean, we'll get back to the Super Bowl in a moment. But Setson Bennett walked on at Georgia, then goes to a JUCO school, yeah. then, then goes back to Georgia and does everything he's done. That's well, that's a, that's a crazy cool path too. Yeah, I now now that you said that, I forgot he did go to a JUCO school. I think it's because of eligibility and that adds on to yeah. your time. Also, if you're coming out of a JUCO, I think you can still redshirt somebody um, out of that. Plus, everybody got an extra year with the and COVID everyone year. got an extra year with COVID. So he could have been in college for like ten years. It's like Tommy Boy when he's like, I went to college for seven years. And Richard goes, yeah, they're called doctors. Yeah. <laughs> so, I, but yeah, Stenton Bennett, that should be interesting. I don't know how high he'll go because I feel like C.J. Stroud will go higher as well as Bryce Young. They're already projected to go in the first round. I mean, Bryce Young, people are saying that he could go to the Texans, um, which I wouldn't be surprised if he did go to the Texans. Now, for C.J. Stroud, I think best bet could be the Oakland, Ra- uh, Oakland Raiders. Wow, that's how that's old fine. I am. Uh, Las Vegas Raiders. I think it's the first time I've got to find you on air. Yeah, I th- yeah thank you. Thank you. It's <laughs> right of passage. <laughs> but but <laughs> I know, that's how old I am. Remember when it was called the Oakland Raiders? <laughs> which wasn't that long ago. No, it wasn't that long ago, but there's probably kids right now they are like, I thought they were always in Las Vegas. And it's like, you know what? Respect your elders. The best example I have of that, speaking at least personally, and this does tie into the Super Bowl, oddly enough. 
when I was younger, and maybe you had the same issue, mm -hmm. when I was younger, I had zero idea that John Madden was a coach. Yeah. I knew him from the Madden games yes. and that he was on TV. I... That is all I knew. And then somebody at some point, I learn he's a coach and young Lance's mind was blown. Yeah, I I think that happened to me too. I, I thought, that's just the guy from the video games and he calls the games with Pat Summerall. Uh, and then it got to a point I was like, he actually coached the Raiders? And... And he's like, he actually won Super Bowls? And, and so, like, he coached Jim Plunkett? What? And Dave Casper? Like, what? I, I, uh, Marcus Allen? Uh, okay, Ghost to the Post, Sea of Hands? Oh, okay, I guess that's John Madden for you. Uh, yeah, that kind of blew my mind, yeah. Also a Hall of Famer. Also a Hall of Famer. And then, really... What got me with John Madden was when Mad TV was around and Frank Caliendo would do the John oh Madden impersonation, gosh, which was amazing. This is the NWO Orthopedics. Sports Auto here from the Frickers Studios. Lance Morris, Bart Wilson here talking the Super Bowl and a couple other things as we get on a little bit of a tangent. But, I mean, yeah, I, I like you said, I give the Eagles a little bit of an edge just, I think, because overall the team they have it's really loaded from top to bottom, as oh, you yeah. as you said when you were kind of listing some of the players earlier. I mean, the fact that Nanamakan Sue is like their fourth or fifth defensive he's third, tackle. He's third string. Yeah, like I mean, yeah, he's a little older now, but he has an he has been a very good player. And the and fact, he has the a fact Super that he's Bowl. and he and he's won a Super Bowl. And the fact that he's, you know, not always on the field for that defense, I mean, just Tells you how loaded it is. And also, they have one of the best offensive lines also in the league. Um, and also, probably one of the best defensive players in the league with big play Slay, Darius Slay. I mean, the guy's a, the guy's a straight baller. It is. It is absolutely. He played for Detroit. It, that's what I was going to say. It is hilarious to me that the Lions let him go because I think the quote was, not a culture fit. Well, well, they really screwed that, that one. That was up. Uh, that was that was prior to um, that was prior to Dan Campbell. Dan so. Campbell coming in, yeah, because I mean the Lions totally so I, botched that. I think he certainly seems like a Dan Campbell player because he would any be hard nosed defense player is a Dan oh, Campbell player. I think Darius Slay would fit in so well with that Lions team, but you know the the empire prior to that. Uh, was like, you know what, Eagles, you have them. You have a successful season. We'll just go 0-16 for the umpteenth time. Well, it's uh, Matt Patricia. Just get out of here with the pencil oh, behind man, your Matt ear. Matt Patricia. Zach Galifianakis, you mean? It's <laughs> the first time I've heard that, actually. Because he looks like Zach Galifianakis. Stick to movies, not coaching. I, I would I think if you ask Patriots fans who they'd rather have had as their offensive coordinator this past season. Oh man. I think Jones. they might I think they might have picked uh I think they might have picked Zach Kalfanakis. I think Zach Kalfanakis would do a fantastic job as the offensive coordinator for the Patriots. Mac Jones probably would have loved it. Mac Jones, I think, almost got into a Jerry Springer fight with with Patricia on the sidelines during a couple of those games. It looked like Brady when uh Brady had um uh, uh, now the head coach for the Las Vegas. I can't believe I'm losing it. Oh, McDaniel. Yeah, McDaniel. It's when McDaniel was the offensive coordinator and Brady would just get in a yelling match yeah. with him. That's what it's turned into now. Except we know that but McDaniel Josh McDaniel was able to We know win Super we know Bowls. he actually knew offense. Yeah, he could actually Matt Patricia do it. 
had been a defensive and had been like a line coach. He had yeah. never, there was nothing to say, oh yeah, he should definitely be our offensive coordinator. Yeah. I don't know where that came from. I don't know who was like, you know what? This guy, he knows defense. He knows how to work the line. Let's make him an offensive coordinator. <laughs> it's just mind, it's mind boggling. Oh, it is. It's it mind boggling. Aside from the game itself, it's one of, if not the most bet sporting events of the year, and sports betting is now legal in Ohio. For yes, those, it is. For those that don't know. Bernie so, Kozar knows. Bernie Kozar knows, yeah, exactly. Oh, man, poor Bernie. Let's. Uh, so because of that, let's talk uh, some of the things that you can bet on in the Super Bowl that are aside from the actual game. Over under 205, Chris Stapleton's national anthem. You can bet on which quarterback will be shown first during the anthem. There's, of course, the heads or tails on the coin toss. You can guess what color Rihanna's outfit's going to be. You have black, you have gold, you have silver. All the different colors are listed under uh, different uh, under different odds. They, of course, also have which song Rihanna will sing first. Uh, Diamonds is listed as the favorite, plus 150. Don't Stop the Music is plus 250. Lift Me Up, plus 550. What's My Name, plus 600. And Umbrella is actually all the way up at 800, and there's a handful of other Rihanna songs available as well to bet on. And how many times Roger Goodell will be shown over under one and a half. And how many times Tom Brady will be mentioned also over under one and a half. And of course, the Tom Brady mention has all sorts of additional implications being that the game is on Fox and he is gunning essentially for Greg Olson's seat because he already signed that massive deal for when he retires. He, of course, then came out and said, oh, I'm not going to do any games Next year, if mm-hmm. it'll be 2024 earliest yep. that he'll start calling games, I mean, so that, I mean that's a whole other can of worms with Tom Brady. But any uh, any of those uh, any of those uh, props, anything of interest to you? I think the one that would guarantee me a win would either be the Tom Brady or the Roger Goodell. There's no way I would be able. Yeah, I'm gonna guess what Rihanna's first song <laughs> is gonna be. You know what? Because you know, you got diamonds and don't stop the music. Lift me up. What's my name? Umbrella. Where's Disturbia? You know, remember it's, Disturbia? Oh, it's, it's there too. Yeah, it's yeah. yeah. I just I just don't have it listed you on know, our sheets. Or it could be like a song she's never debuted before, and people just get completely screwed over. I mean, that could happen. That would be funny. The color of her outfit, seriously? Yeah. I mean, it could be anything. And there's, there's a handful of other things that I did not include. but I, Like the heads or tails coin toss. Yeah. Like like I know um I know Gatorade, it, like for the Gatorade bath, there's always like a bet on, oh, is it going to be yellow? Is it going to be red? Is it going to be blue? Like there's always that too. That's why we have gambling services for people who have problems. <laughs> I mean, that, literally. I mean- like, you might as well be like, hey, when is this player going to take a bathroom break? I mean, it might, it's going to go down to that. Or, like, how many sips is a player going to take during a timeout? You know, like, we got to, like, now they're going to implicate a sip cam. So, like, they have a camera specifically for people don't, taking drinks. Don't say that too loud. Companies will buy something like that. Oh, I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> I would not be surprised. They could get Gatorade to sponsor that. It's like who's staying hydrated the most, and they have like trackers on their wrists, and you can see how much hydration well, no, is in would, their body. It, it, I, I I have it from a completely different idea, knowing that the various beer companies sponsor various things in the NFL and oh, the yeah. Super Bowl. You make it a beer can, and you just have it like you just 
impose that it's like beer that they're drinking. <laughs> they would never do that. No. But it would be hilarious. It would be hilarious if they did something like that. Yeah, because it's like, well, it looks like uh, it looks like Patrick Mahomes is opening up a Coors Light. It's like, well, that's not right. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he's supposed to be drinking water on the sideline. Eh, I don't know. That's not setting up a good example for kids. I will say, I do, as much as it is probably a fool's bet to bet pretty much any of this. Oh, yeah. Is Rihanna's song, which song she sings first? It might be the Black Panther one. I would guess What's My Name. Just from the sheer point of the way the song starts, if anybody doesn't know her, they're going to know her after the first song because they say, like, don't stop the music. You need the music to start before you can stop the music. Mm -hmm. So I don't think she would open with that. I think, if anything, that's going to come later. Yeah, I would agree. (sighs) Yeah, probably What's My Name, I wouldn't be surprised. It's like if Eminem opened up, you know, starting with a, you know, hi, my name is what? Which I think he did. Uh, He was in it last year. Yeah, he was in it last year. I think that's what he opened with. I think so. It was either that or Lose Yourself. I think it was Lose Yourself. Yeah, it, it was it was one or the other for sure. Yeah, last year's Super Bowl halftime show was amazing. I I loved that Super Bowl show so much. I don't know if anything will top it. It's going to be super hard. It it very much will. Because like Rihanna's great. I love Rihanna. It's just be be careful. What what? Beyonce people are always out there. Uh, you you know what? I'll say, I'll make it public. I don't care. <gasps> Gosh. I'm not a fan of Beyonce. Oh my gosh! I'm not. I'm not with the Queen you're, Bee. You're gonna have members of the Beehive coming. For I you. know. I'm. I better lock my doors. I'm gonna have to lock my doors. But yeah, I'm not a big fan of Beyonce. I'm just not. I'm not. Well, with that, we're gonna take a step aside so we can protect our studio and make sure nobody's <laughs> trying to get in here. But with that, we'll step aside for a timeout. We'll come back. We'll talk some NBA here on the NWO Orthopedics Sports Auto from the Fricker Studios. Frickin' chicken chunks, frickin' chicken chunks, frickin' chicken chunks, frickin' chicken chunks. When there's no time to make food for your holiday party, carry out four pounds of frickin' chicken chunks for only $34.99. Give the gift that always fits a $25 Frickers gift card and get five frickin' bonus bucks free. Let them get what they really want. It's 10 p.m. and oh shoot, you didn't make that appointment for your aching knee. Guess what? Northwest Ohio Orthopedics is making it easier for patients to schedule their appointments. Online scheduling is now available. Hop online and schedule right away with whatever day and time works best for you and your family. The new online scheduling benefit is available at all six NWO locations. Finlay, Tiffin, Fremont, Fastoria, Bluffton, and Bowling Green. NWO is always working to make things easier for their patients. Go online, schedule, and bam, done. Need new tires or tire service? Then Wilson Tire Company has you covered. Offering 15 brands of tires and providing 24-hour roadside assistance, Wilson Tire Company can get the job done. In business for over half a century, Wilson Tire Company has three convenient locations. Tiffin, Upper Sandusky, and Kenton. Wilson Tire Company offers mobile services, especially for commercial and farm applications. Check them out on the web for contact information or simply set an appointment from the comfort of your couch. Wilson Tire Company, a trusted partner for all your tire needs. Grit. The word is defined as having courage or strength of character. My name is Mitch Gardner, and I am the owner of Grit. We are a personalized health and fitness organization that will help you find the strength and courage 
to become the best version of you. Let my staff at Grit encourage you to get healthy in the right way. It's time to take charge of your health, for yourself, your family, and your future. Grit is located behind Ace Hardware and BodyWorks 24-Hour Fitness of Tiffin. Or reach out via email at grit, G-R-I-T-T dot training at gmail.com. Back we are on the NWO Orthopedics Sports Auto here from the Fricker Studios. Classic Hits 96.7 WBVI ESPN 1430 AM 105.7 FM. WFOB Lance Morris, Bart Wilson here with you. Big thanks to Tom Loomis from Fall Storia, Travis Kinn from Columbian for joining us on the show tonight. If you missed any part of the show today or just want to hear it again, head over to WFOB.com. Click on the podcast page. You can hear today's show and our shows and interviews from past seasons. And Bart, we might not be at the Frickers in Finley, but people can, of course, stop in for their daily specials. Yeah, we might not be there, but you can go in Monday, which is boneless freaking chicken wings day. Tuesday is freaking chicken wings day. Tonight is their sirloin steak dinner. Thursday is their freaking chicken chunks and kids eat free all day, every day at Frickers. Pick up from the carryout window, dine in or get delivery through DoorDash. All daily specials are dine in only. Download the Frickers app to see more and to place an order and find them online at Frickers.com. Bart, the NBA trade deadline fast approaching as it takes place tomorrow. The first and likely biggest of the trades already taken place with the Brooklyn Nets sending Kyrie Irving to Dallas after he requested a trade over the weekend. The Nets will get back Spencer Dinwiddie, Dorian Finney-Smith, and a 2029 first-round pick and a couple second-round picks as well. Irving is on an expiring contract, and as uh, as listeners out there may know, I have, uh, I've been a very big critic of Kyrie Irving over mm, the last two, three years or so. But uh, in a basketball sense, mm-hmm. putting him with Luka... I'm very interested to see exactly how this will work out just because both of them are ball-dominant players. Luka's probably the most dominant uh, ball guy in the league in terms of usage and putting Kyrie with him. It's going to be interesting to see exactly how that will gel because it worked all right for KD when they were both playing, but that was their biggest problem. Kyrie wasn't always playing. Well, yeah. Uh, well, yeah, Kyrie was not playing a lot uh, for reasons. Um, <laughs> I, I'm not going into that. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, Kyrie is actually one of the best ball handlers in the NBA, um, especially when he played for the Cleveland Cavaliers. Um, you take a look at this team up between Luka and Kyrie for the Mavericks. Does this make them a little bit better? Yeah, it definitely does. Will it work out in the end? and not turn into a situation uh, like what happened with the Brooklyn Nets, where, one, no one could stay healthy. I mean, what is going on with that team? I feel like Kevin Durant just steps onto the court and his ankle breaks right away when he checks in. And then he's like, all right, guys, I'm out for like three weeks. So I I, I don't know exactly what will happen with this Mavericks team. Is it a good acquisition? Sure. Sure, it, it, it's a good – Kyrie's a fantastic ball player. I'm not going to deny that um, based on his physical abilities. Um, and pairing him with Luka, who's also one of the best players in the league right now, uh, they they could have a very good solution uh, for this Mavericks team. And we we could see the Mavericks win a lot more games and maybe be a more prominent, prominent team when it comes into playoffs. Uh, but – the trade just happened. We haven't seen them play together just yet. You know, it, it just depends. I mean, it, it's a, it's definitely a risky trade. 
I think. It's a risky trade, but I like the fact, aside from, again, the basketball side, it's an expiring deal. It so is it, it doesn't work out. Deal. It's not the biggest deal in the world. Yeah, you lose the guys you obviously traded. Spencer didn't win any rotation guys. Same for Finney Smith. But, mm-hmm. I mean, it's not the biggest loss. And let's say it does work for, you know, if it works for four or five months, then they're going to be hoisting the trophy at the end. Yeah. And, it, and it could work and still they still not be good enough. That's a very real possibility too. But just with the West and with how it's very, very good, the West, but nobody is head and shoulders above everybody No, it's... because Memphis was close and they've lost like eight of their last nine or mm-hmm. eight of their last ten or something like that. I mean, they've kind of fallen off a cliff and part of that has been John not being able to play uh, as many games either. Mm-hmm. But... I mean, between Memphis is starting to struggle, the Lakers are technically, I think, out of the playoffs maybe this moment, but they're only two or three games out in terms of like the middle of the pack in terms of well, still the top time. seeds. There's, I mean, yeah, there's still plenty of time, but it's it just shows how loaded the West is because you don't have a whole lot of separation really for anybody. The handful of teams have shown, you know, they're pretty good. I mean, Sacramento's been very good this mm. year too, but... I mean, Golden State has struggled, and part of that has been, you know, guys like Steph missing some time with some injuries. But, I mean, they're the defending champs after all. If they are able to get it together, they're certainly going to be a team to reckon with as well. Yeah, yeah. I, I The West has always been a diff, difficult conference. Uh, the, I always view the West as that is the dominating conference. The East, for some reason, just cannot get to that level with the West for some reason. Um it's just been a struggle for the the East Conference, and just based on how the West dominates almost every single year, um, you don't see a lot of East teams win the NBA Finals. You really don't. Um, so, yeah, I mean, this definitely is going to make the Mavericks more of a competitor between some of these other teams. I wouldn't count the Lakers out just yet. Um, they could, they you know, they can still make some trades as well because people thought that Kyrie was going to go to the Lakers, but that didn't happen. Um, but that doesn't mean like some people are vouching, like maybe Zach Levine from the bulls could go to the Lakers and they get rid of Westbrook, which I don't think is a bad idea because Westbrook is not how he, he's, he's not his OKC days, right? He's not uh, playing to that tier of basketball that he used to be able to play at. Um, so yeah, I mean, there's, there's a lot of things that could happen uh, throughout these trade deadlines. And also, I think the Nets were just done with Kyrie. I, I know his contract was on yeah. an expiration date, but I think they just wanted him out. They didn't want him anymore because of how much of a problem he already was. That allows us to seamlessly transition into the Lakers with LeBron James. Tuesday night, of course, broke the NBA career points record. It had been standing since the 80s when, of course, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar set and then added on to his record and does this have any impact for you on how great LeBron is and where you put him all time? Just now adding the fact on top of everything he's already done. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, he's now the all-time leading scorer in the NBA. Well, first, I want you to talk about what your thoughts are before I get into mine. I, from my thoughts, I mean, LeBron's a very, very good player. He's still not better than Michael Jordan. In what way? In what way? Michael Jordan was the ultimate competitor. Okay. Now, if you're asking me as an overall player, yeah. LeBron is an awesome overall player and is 
taller and stronger and all that good stuff compared to Michael. But if I needed somebody to win a basketball game, I'm trusting Michael Jordan a little more than I'm trusting LeBron. That's what it comes down to for me. Okay. Now, okay. Michael Jordan, the reason why he won those championships, before he was with the Bulls, he got, you know, drafted by the Bulls. Yes. But he hadn't won any NBA title or anything like that before they made some moves. Correct. When they brought in Scottie Pippen. Correct. (laughs) Scottie Pippen was kind of the main reason why that Bulls team won the amount of championships that they won. It wasn't all on Michael Jordan. Well, no. People, but, people do, of course, forget Yes, that role players can play their roles, too. Yes. So you got to take a look at LeBron James. LeBron James has won four NBA finals. One of those is happened in 2016. Yeah, 2016 doesn't count. Oh, okay, you know, yeah. All I, right. I, wasn't, I wasn't in the contiguous uh, 48 states. It doesn't count. Okay, all right, sure. Well, in 2016... LeBron James did something that no other NBA team in history had ever done. They come back being down, what, 3 to th- three, 3 to one. 1. Yeah. That's never happened at all in NBA history. And he did it with a team with Kyrie Irving, with Kevin Love, which still, Kyrie was still very young. Kevin Love, coming from the Timberwolves, he wasn't playing the same way that he did play with the Timberwolves. We had. J.R. Smith, Iman Shumpert, Timothy Mozgov, Matthew Della Vadova. Are those Scottie Pippen, Steve Kerr, or, uh, yeah, Steve, uh, uh, Steve Kerr? Like, are those uh, household names when it comes to Bulls history for the Cavaliers? No. It's, it's, they won a NBA Finals game against a Steph Curry, Draymond Green. Uh, uh, you know, uh, Clay, uh, Clay Thompson. I mean, Andre Iguodala. I mean, you you had a stacked, a stacked Golden State Warriors team, and you have a team like the Cavaliers that had no business in winning that NBA Finals, being down three to one, and they come back and win it. How is that not the greatest NBA player of all time? You know, my comeback to that is. What? Jordan wouldn't go down 3-1. <laughs> okay, sure. Sure, Jordan wouldn't go down to 3-1 because he didn't have Matthew Della Vadova on his team. He, again, you got to remember, and I think part of it is just the difference in eras. I think part of it is, I mean, you can say that about really any argument about best players. Well, then Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is the greatest player of all time. You You can make that argument. You still can. So, I mean, but, but from, we'll just, I say that it's different in the standpoint of, yes, Michael Jordan had Scottie Pippen. He had in the second three PD at Dennis Rodman. Dennis Rodman. First, first three PD at Horace Grant. There wasn't as deep of talent in the league at that point. By which I mean, the lower guys on the LeBron teams might not have been, you know, super duper stars, Mm -hmm. as you say, but they would be. Very much improved players. If you go theoretically stick them on that those Bulls teams, I mean, you have Kevin Love, who aside from the defense Rodman provides, is a very similar player to mm-hmm. Rodman in terms at least of rebounding, even if the numbers aren't super duper comparable. LeBron is essentially Scottie Pippen at like a maxed out level. 
Oh, yeah. Like, he is very similar in play styles and is just better at everything than Scottie Pippen was. Yeah. And we saw that when you gave LeBron a, quote, Scottie Pippen, yeah. when you gave him Dwayne Wade, he wins a couple titles. Oh, yeah. When when Dwayne Wade came into the situation, I mean, the Miami Heat, that Miami Heat team nonstop. There, there's a reason. There's a reason they had the... Not one, not two. Not two I not mean, three. I feel like if LeBron James would have stayed in Miami longer, he would have had a lot, a lot more NBA Finals championship rings. I think so. But he wanted to go back to Cleveland after four years, um, which I, I mean, that's fine. I mean, it was fantastic to have him come back. I think another argument you have for LeBron as the goat is the fact that he's won titles in three places. Yeah, I mean, and that's very hard to do. It's granted, really hard. granted, it's, I, I was joking about 2016 because of I was on, in, on an internship in Alaska. Uh, the 2020 title. I mean, you could say that about the Super Bowl. You could say that about the the NCAA championship game. You can you can say it about the NCAA a little bit, but because they only the, had six games. But the NBA bubble. Everything was different in the bubble. But people still, but the thing is, it was all basketball, though. Like right. nothing but basketball. Right. So the competitiveness was still there, though. They just couldn't leave. But it was, well, that's the thing. It's the best basketball You'll situation see. they had because it was literally basketball. All the Go time. to your room and stay away from people. Yeah. That's why you have Anthony Davis shooting lights out from three. And he's never been able to replicate that since. Well, but th- I think we might have gotten some of the best basketball we've ever seen during that time because it was, they were solely, f- there was no outside, there was nothing that on the outside that could distract them. TJ Warren scored 50 points a game in a single game in the bubble. That's all you need to know. Well, you know what? Congratulations. But, I mean, they still won the championship that year. They did. They, they did. I mean, you can't, you can't knock, it, knock them for that. And plus with the circumstances, especially with all those other championship games, it was such a weird year. But I don't think that that takes away the competitiveness of the game. I don't think, you know, people are going to play softer uh, because of the situation that we were in. Uh, they, they, they're, they're still players. They still want to compete. They want to win. And there were some really good moments throughout that bubble. But in, in, it, it, taking a look at LeBron James and just his work, he's what thirty-eight years old now. What did Michael Jordan do when he was at this age and he played for the Wizards? I mean, Michael Jordan he put up numbers. People forget he put up numbers. He did not. He did not put up the numbers he used to put up. Well, no, he did not play the best basketball that he used to play. Michael Jordan. That Compared is that, to LeBron that James is right that now, is the other LeBron argument is just strictly his his athleticism his athleticism and the longevity of his career has been amazing which, which you can also come back and say technology if, te- technology and the fact that Michael Jordan was still gambling oh, yeah. and staying up late and smoking cigars and LeBron like he'll have a cigar like maybe when they win the title yeah. like it's not an everyday thing for him the Michael Jordan also played like 18 holes of golf a day too. So like there were, yeah. there were so many different things about the eras. Yeah. I mean, I think, Le- I, I just think you, you take a look at LeBron James. He's everything I think embodies what the NBA is all about. What a basketball player is all about. 
and plus the emphasis on him facilitating the ball and not making it about himself is a selfless act, and that's kind of how I view the league, especially, I mean, sure, you want your guy to, you want your best player to shoot the shot, but what if there's a better situation where you can get a better shot or a better open look? Here's the thing. I mean, Ray Allen in the the Miami Heat game. Here's the thing, and we have to start wrapping up. I know. But last night in that picture, you can very clearly see Thomas Bryant wide open under the rim, (laughs) has Shea Gildas Alexander pinned, he has an easy drop step layup or and or dunk. Mm-hmm. LeBron takes a shot. Well, I think in that it's obviously an aberration. I, I, yeah, I think in that in those terms, I mean, he's going to go for. He wants to make it more spe- times than not. He does make the right basketball play. I, I think he want he. I I I kind of give it to him on that because I feel like he's like I want to make this special if I'm going to be the all time leader in scoring points. So I think that makes sense. I mean. <laughs> he doesn't want it to be years later. We're looking at footage of him making that shot and it's just a lay in, <laughs> you know, he, he wants to make it special. I don't know. about do it for us here tonight. Big thanks to Tom Loomis from Fostoria, Travis Kinn for joining us on the show tonight. Of course, join us for our basketball coming your way. The next few days, Thursday, SBC girls Calvert against new Regal Friday. We'll have the same matchup, but on the boys side with Calvert taking on new Regal, and Saturday, we'll have games across both stations. Foster against Van Buren earlier in the afternoon at about 5.15. And then later that night, Finley against Columbian. That one on Classic Hits 96.7. Of course, stay tuned in on WFB for our coverage of Cleveland Cavaliers basketball. We'll join the Cavs in progress in their matchup with the Detroit Pistons. And Bart, uh, before we go, thank you again for uh, joining us today. Uh, did you did you enjoy this? Did you have fun? Oh yeah, this was a blast. I had a great time. It's always great to get, talk to you about this stuff. And uh, and yeah, it was just a great time. It was a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Hopefully, I can come back and do this another time. Over Matt's dead body. I know. Seriously. <laughs> just kidding just kidding Matt Matt will be back hopefully for our games uh, the remainder of the week but for my broadcast partner Bart Wilson this is Lance Morris signing off from the Fricker Studios for the NWO Orthopedics Sports Tunnel thanks for listening have a great rest of your day everybody